Hello and welcome to the My Virgin Kitchen podcast, episode 35, Solo Q&A. Do you know what a podcast is? No? Well, you're listening to one. From the creator of My Virgin Kitchen, with hand-picked guests, food topics spinning off into random conversation, and unbelievable food puns, just like that cheese one I just did. Based on a true story, one man brings you the podcast you never knew you needed. Download for your commute, or workout, or just to say to yourself... My ears are so lucky to hear this stonking content. It's the My Virgin Kitchen Podcast. Hello, everybody. Um, This is a little bit weird, isn't it? Uh, This is the 35th uh, Virgin Kitchen Podcast, and I am actually doing a podcast on my own, which is a very strange sensation indeed. Um, I'm going to just say this straight up. I have no idea if this is going to last two minutes, if this is going to last two hours. Uh, doing a podcast solo is something I have actually mulled over quite seriously uh, in the past. But what I'm starting to find is, as I'm already talking right now, I'm like, okay, I'm just kind of talking aloud to myself into a microphone, recording it, and then capturing it for you guys. So um, there is a point to this uh, podcast. I'm doing a, a Q&A, uh, and all of the questions uh, have come from uh, people that support me on Patreon. Uh, so I've got a little tab opened here uh, and I'm going to sort of just work my way through. It's pretty much a chance to ask me anything. Uh, but the thing is, I actually did only put that post up probably about four or five hours ago uh, because I was going to put a podcast up yesterday. Bottom line is uh, we got a little bit overwhelmed with the whole Christmassy thing yesterday. Put the tree up with the kids. They're getting all really excited for that. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a podcast on my own. I'm here in the barn. Um, in fact, I'm looking around the barn right now. Uh, as I've spoke about in the past, we've got the uh, the soundproofing insulation that uh, I did the road trip up to Norwich to collect. And of all the areas in the entire barn, um, it's on the ceilings, it's, uh, the actual dedicated podcast area. Um, I'm not sat in that bit, but I actually feel like the quality of the room that we're in anyway, and also the new setup with these microphones, it, it kind of doesn't really matter that much. So the one part of the room that does not have soundproofing above it, so it's actually like flat surfaces all around me, is where I'm actually sat uh, right at the moment. So um, it doesn't sound too bad, uh, but you know, if, if there was the audio engineer inside me right now, he'd be going, no. Oh sit the other place. Uh, So yeah, this is number 35. The last uh, podcast I did was the vegan uh, road trip. Uh, Subsequently, the video went up off the back of that. And all of you guys now want me to make uh, vegan KFC, which I am telling you, this Zaitan stuff is absolutely stonkingly delicious. So there were so many requests to make that. I I 100% uh, will do. Um, And also, it got pretty deep, uh, that podcast. And a lot of you guys were like saying some really nice things to me on social media. Uh, at my virgin kitchen uh twitter and all that stuff mainly it was through twitter actually and also uh just mainly through email uh just saying uh i've sort of inspired them in in some way to to with a new year coming up to kickstart and you know that you only live once and all that stuff and to go for your dreams uh so that that was really cool because i think that was kind of something i accidentally reiterated uh when i get a little bit passionate like that that you know these sort of things just come out of your mouth and I think again that's what I've said in the past the thing I like about podcasts is that you just you just say it as it is right and there's no you know there's probably no right or wrong I mean I don't really 
ever have a method when I start these podcasts with all the friends that I've done it with in the past, friends and family. We just start off on a topic and then go off from there. So uh, I don't, I haven't actually looked at these um, questions at all. So there could be uh, some really random ones. There might be a couple that are already there. And there might even be one that pops up uh, while we're doing it. And no doubt I'll probably... Um, just maybe sort of give you a little update because I was um the last podcast I did I sort of I guess kind of gave you a little thing about what I'm thinking about for the new year for myself and I've actually kind of narrowed it down to like maybe three uh options at the moment and I might just you know I've been sat here this morning at the bar I was gonna be doing a Christmas recipe but I'm gonna do it tomorrow now um and I've just sort of just been really really thinking about the year ahead and I've got some crazy cool options um and they're, they're all really exciting um, there might be a way that I can do all of them. Um, in my mind, there's some, there's one that I would probably like to do more than others. Um, but obviously, you know, you should always do what you want to do, but at the same time, it, without an audience, you know, it, it's kind of tricky. Uh, and there's others that I, I, you know, I don't really want to do. There's one, yeah, there's all different combinations right there. Uh, so let's, let's jump straight into these, these, uh, questions. Now, actually, when I first, uh, started looking into a podcast, um, there was this thing where someone said, oh, if you want to, uh, make your podcast sound really cool, you can, uh, you can give the impression that you're not doing a podcast on your own. Cause I was mulling over literally doing this podcast on my own. Um, and I was, uh, I looked at this thing and it said, uh, oh yes, you can go on Fiverr, which is an amazing website. Although I have a really funny story about that, which, in fact, I'll tell you that now. Um, basically, I've been looking at getting some animation startups for uh, next year. And I looked on Fiverr at these guys that, you know, it says a Fiverr, but you end up paying like 100 quid or whatever. Uh, and these guys are like, yeah, I'll make you a really cool animation startup or whatever. Uh, and they've got some really cool stuff on their um, on their show reels. And I, uh, you know, I give this guy, and it's not it's not like 100 pounds, it's not five pounds, it's sort of, you know, well, it's about 30, I think I paid him. And he sent something over that looks absolutely horrendous. Like, it looks like one of my kids, well, my boy, my kids could draw better than it, to be honest. Um, his showreel was insane. And this thing was just so bad. But I really want to show it. I want to do a video on it, just how weird and crazy it was. And I just, I was, I was just felt so embarrassed for myself and for this guy that I just, I gave him like three stars. I should have given him one, but I was just like, yeah, okay. Why didn't you give me five stars? And it's like, this is going to take too long to even tell you why, my friend, because it's like I need 10 days to make this. And it was it was, it was pretty bad. Uh, that's that's. Uh, I mean, I had a crew cut like I had. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and describe the sort of the way he made uh, Mrs. Barry look. And I gave him this very simple brief. I got this idea in the new year of the My Virgin Kitchen logo being popped like a balloon. And then it shortens down to MVK because I kind of want to push for the more MVK getting known as that because it just rolls off the tongue better. And uh, that just wasn't in there at all. And it was just, it was so weird. Uh, so anyhow, people have suggested that you go on this Fiverr website, Fiverr, uh, and then you basically say, hey, uh, I've got some people that have sent me some questions for my Q&A because I'm awesome. And then uh, can you do me a voice, just a generic voice? And I actually do find that some podcasts that I listen to that I've started listening to anyway, because I do find podcasts really relaxing now. Um, I found that they actually um, do do this. So it's like you get like just to give that impression that someone else is in the room, like someone so asks. Uh, so it would be like, hey, uh, please tell me what your favorite pizza topping is. And like that, and you know, just gives you that impression that you're not sat here on your own, which is, as you know, what I'm doing right now. And I've actually managed to talk for nearly eight minutes. This is good. This is very, very good. And we haven't got to a question yet. Okay, so for peace of mind, I have my PC in front of me. If things get a little bit crazy and I need to Google anything, because you know I'm not the smartest. Um, but where is it? Oh, I'm actually on my main page. 
Um, Patreon starts at $1 at the moment, but uh, my mate Stuart Ashen, Ashen's as you know, uh, WhatsApped me yesterday. I haven't had a chance to read it uh, fully, but he said something about how they've changed their terms and conditions or something like that. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for what I do, but um, anyone that supports me like that is, is so cool. Um, I'm looking at ways of um, giving more exclusive content. I actually find Patreon a really annoying format. I did a, a live video, like, look, look, it's sort of like five minutes just off my phone with an unlisted link that I tried posting to my Patreon feed. It didn't actually get posted, so I wasted five minutes of my life there. I also did another video that I just recorded after that and then tried to upload it. It wouldn't let me. The only way I could do that was actually uploading it to YouTube, which I didn't really want to do. I just wanted to just stick it there and go, look, this is directly uploaded on there. So I might set up a private little page for my patrons. I don't know. But thank you to everyone that does support me. And also the live stream we did yesterday with Mrs. Barry and the family. We made like $70. Like People were actually giving us money. And we weren't really doing it for that. We really liked the whole live cook-along thing, which I'll come on to in a bit. But um, it was so cool. 80 minutes of making a microwave Christmas pudding. And we just just about pulled it out of the bag. So uh, here we go. Okay, folks, can you give me some questions for a Patreon special podcast I'm doing solo? I'll try and answer all of them up until the point that I press record later today, which is what I did about 10 minutes ago. So uh, first question is from Donna Kane. So this is how they do it. Hi. Donna asks, doo, 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 doo. what's your favorite food memory from your childhood? Ooh. Now, this is where maybe I should have probably looked at these questions before uh, doing this impression record. But my actual favorite food memory is sitting down on a Saturday afternoon uh, every weekend with my big sister. My younger sister was, yeah, she's like nearly 10 years younger than us. And uh, we would sort of sit. And it's the old classic. This is probably one for the British people. Uh, you know, do, you do your bits and bobs on the weekend, you know, in between school. And so Saturday comes, uh, you, know, you might go out for the day, whatever. Actually, to be honest, my uh, my older sister, she went to ballet quite a lot. So I tended to be dragged up uh, and watching uh, my sister do ballet lessons. They tried to drag me in and do one once. It's like, no way. There was a park actually next door. And I remember me and my parents would literally go and play swing ball nearly every time when she would go play ballet. Uh, play ballet, do ballet. She was in pantomimes, did tap and all that stuff. Very showbiz, my sister. Uh, and then uh, there was one time actually I wandered off, climbed up this thing that to, at, the, at the age of mine that looked like a big old mountain thing. It was just quite a high rock. Jumped off it, sprained my ankle. Whilst my parents were just you know casually playing swing ball while I was in the background, like in agony with my foot pointing the other way. <laughs> and they were like, what have you done? So uh, yeah, my sister came out of ballet and then we went to the hospital. So that's one way of getting my own back on that. My favorite food memory was uh, sitting down on a Saturday afternoon and there were some TV shows that would come on. Um, I'm thinking there's a, a Blind Date, Gladiators, Baywatch. That was kind of like the uh, the kind of like the top ones that I really enjoyed. But it kind of fluttered in between that. There was things like Knight Rider. They put the A-Team on there. It, uh, there was, uh, God, what else was it? Beat was about, like a prank show. And I'd always just remember sitting down and we would just literally just have chips, fish and chips, but it'd be like oven fish and chips and oven chips. So nothing, you know, it wasn't fried to the max, but it was just, I think the thing that makes that a memory for me, because um, I, think, I think that's the thing with food as well, that you know, that's what Donna said here. Like it's a food memory so there's something about the food that triggers something else as uh, as more than just the taste maybe i mean there's other specific food memories that are probably coming to me in just a minute but that was an actual food memory you'd sit down saturday afternoon you would know that you were going to get your fish and chips sometimes it'd be pizza sometimes it'd be sausage beans and, and chips but it was just like proper simple like 90s nostalgia food and you would just watch some really awesome tv like that i mean i loved the gladiators 
that was such a good show and they tried bringing it back a few years ago it just didn't really work Beatles About which was an amazing show that format is just so good the whole prank thing I would love to do a show like that myself I am such a prankster I should basically do Barry's About uh, Blind Date I watched that for my mum but then I realised that she wouldn't really be in the room and I'd still be watching it uh, it would all be good and of course Baywatch you just can't beat that so that was probably one of my main food memories because that just triggers that um, I remember, uh, I think I've told this story before, walking home from secondary school when we did home economics class, making a pineapple upside down cake. It was so hot. We always, for some reason, we'd always have cooking as the last segment of the day. So it'd be like two o'clock. And yet, I don't know how the recipes would always be designed to fit. So like, you know, the bell would go and you'd be done. But we would literally have put these like made these casseroles or whatever. Uh, and I made a pineapple upside down cake. You know, you baked it, you're taking it out of the oven, you're taking it home because the teacher wants to go home as well, wrapped it in a plastic bag. So I had to put it in this big casserole dish to store it, and I fell over and tripped over. So the actual pineapple upside down cake was an upside down, upside down cake. But bless my mum and my nan and all my family, when I came home, they were like, oh, Barry's made this. And they'd all eat it, or they'd do their best to. And then, you know, I'm sure they uh, put it to one side afterwards, but it was really, really tasty indeed. So um, that is uh, one of two food memories. I also remember going to a clam bake in Boston. I spent quite a few years out in Boston working as a lifeguard, did something called Camp America, where they send uh, British people like myself out to America to work on summer camps. And uh, uh, the American family that I had, they uh, we went for a little day out to this, uh, I think it was called a clam bake or something like that. And I just remember having these amazing clams and it was very, very nice indeed. So yeah, a few uh, memories there. Question number two, while I <gasps> inhale. That's, this is the thing, when there's normally a guest, I can at least just take my breath. Or even like last week, cough off mic. But um, we're doing okay so far. This is from Kathy Oldfield. What is your favourite place to visit in the entire world and why? Oh my gosh. That is a good question. Um, in a strange way, it's kind of like role reversal really. My favourite place to visit in the entire world is actually just coming home. Um, like I go to London quite a bit. Sometimes for Barshans filming, sometimes for food related things, meetings, blah, blah, blah. Um, and even when I've been ab- abroad, like I went to VidCon uh, last year and I come back, sometimes there's just no place like home. And that's maybe your home comforts and things. But my favourite place to visit in the world, in fact, Italy, where we went the other week, uh, although that was out of season, uh, Lake Garda, that was absolutely gorgeous. Um, I've done some amazing travelling across America, I did a road trip and then also travelled across America on train with Mrs. Barry. And I think... <sighs> I don't know. There's, there's kind of two places and you know they're both in America. Uh, one of them was the Grand Canyon. I've been there twice. Uh, the one time I went with Mrs. Barry, bizarrely, it was raining uh, and it steamed up the entire canyon. You couldn't see a thing uh, at the viewing points we went to because the rain was hitting the canyon so much. That you just It just looked like a cliff edge. That was it. You couldn't see the sheer depth of it, the colour. It was just like fog. It was just so steamed up. So I need to take Mrs. Barry back there, really. Uh, quite close to uh, the Grand Canyon is, is Vegas. Um, that is just a very... There's nowhere place like that in the world. I quite like it there. That's that's a place that I could keep going back to and always know that when you go back there, you're going to see something completely different. Uh, San Francisco, I really liked. Um, if you've never been to San Francisco, I really, really, really recommend doing the Alcatraz tour. It's insane. It's just just it's obviously a bit dark and doomy and gloomy but it's just done really really well and um, you're not rushed you can spend as long or as little as you like on the island kind of like your own prison sentence but you get a boat over there 
And if you don't know much, know much about Alcatraz, you can just learn all about it from the tour. And you, you can sort of stand on this island and there's stories about some guys that, you know, the myth of did they ever make it because these guys escaped? Did they get away with it or did they drown in the sea? And you see how choppy that water is. So that was really cool. It was, In fact, it was cold. I found San Francisco super chilly been invited out that way uh, for Google a few times, but never could actually make it. But maybe I will take them up on that offer. But actually, my favorite place uh, is is Niagara Falls. Uh, Mrs. Barry and I did spend some time there. And I don't know about you. I mean, it's kind of like staring at a campfire, uh, looking at water. Uh, I just find that, you know, it's flowing. I just find it very therapeutic. And then when you go, obviously, see, see Niagara Falls, um, there's a USA side and a Can- Canada side. And the two times I've been, both times I've been on the American side, which apparently, and from where I was stood, it does look like this, that the American side is a lot more quieter. There's a park. There's not really much to do there. It might be growing quickly, but the, the Canadian side, wow. You know, these guys are having a party over that side. There's a casinos and bars and stuff. You can hear it and it's like, wow, that's cool. But they like the falls up at night uh, and you can get really nice views. And it's it's just really, really, there's something therapeutic about that. And uh, you can go on the boat so you can go on this decking uh, on the side of the Niagara Falls. In fact, I think they renew the decking on the side of the American side where it's, I think it's called Cave in the Winds, where you can actually walk next to one of the waterfalls. Um, so you actually feel the force of the water hitting you and it, it drives you back uh it's just incredible um so i i would highly recommend uh any of those places i've been to sort of new york and boston i actually prefer boston over new york i don't know why i think i've just seen more of it and it reminds me of a city near me called bristol um what else did i see oh, florida i liked that i like doing the disney thing but i think you know in terms of a place why i'd like to go there uh, I think uh, Niagara Falls, just because it's just a cool place where, you know, it doesn't need to be all flashing lights, singing and dancing and stuff. It's just something natural. And it's just, yeah, it's one of the wonders of the world, right? You've got you to gotta see it. And it was really strange. I'd be, uh, the time that I did go there without Mrs. Barry, I went on this Chinese coach tour uh, where you had to pay five uh, pounds. That was the equivalent. And they would drive you from Boston all the way up to Niagara Falls and back. And I was the only English bloke on the bus. It was all uh, Chinese people because it was a Chinese coach tour. It was so cheap from uh, Chinatown. And uh, on the way back, because I knew all these camp songs, I stood up on the bus and uh, did a, you know, they did karaoke. And uh, I did a, a camp song and I got all these Chinese people singing and dancing, doing all these hand actions. Uh, and my prize, I actually won. Uh, I won a ticket to go back again. <laughs> so I got a chance, if I ever wanted to, to go back and do another Chinese coach tour there. But um, absolutely amazing experience uh this one is from tom evelyn would you like to come round for a cuppa yes tom i would uh, if you don't know what a cuppa is folks uh, a cup of tea well tom as you know hopefully uh, i don't like tea but i would like a cup of coffee or hot chocolate um i tried mushroom coffee um about two weeks ago i think i talked about that on the last podcast yeah with lettuce mushroom coffee is i did not sleep I mean, I had like a whole night without sleeping. I just stayed awake. Um, and since I've had that, I haven't had any more of it. I've just felt so much, like literally about 5 to 10% more alert. Uh, so I really, really, um, you can get it on Amazon. I'm not going to endorse it in any way. It was just called Mushroom Coffee. It was in like sachets, like a brown box. Um, I think I read it out on the last podcast. As I say, maybe pop back and listen to that. I think it's towards the end of it. Um, but it was, it gave me a heck of a kick. And actually, on that note of uh, something about productivity or feeling a bit efficient, um, the other day, um, about three days ago, I took the um, I found this app that actually tells you about um, you know what you do 
when you're awake uh, in terms of just your phone you know, obviously it can tell you how many steps you've done in a day and let me tell you walking those pugs twice a day i'm hitting like 15,000 steps a day which does help with all the food i have to eat um i found that i was spending about 22 hours a week on facebook um and obviously um do, doing what i do you'd say oh barry that's, that's fine that's your job it's not because facebook um, has several different apps, right? So this was the actual, not the Facebook creator page app. So when I look after the My Virgin Kitchen page, I go into that, I get my alerts and messages, blah, blah, blah. This is the actual personal Facebook. So I don't really need to look in here. I go on there and I scroll down and I might see my friends have tagged me in a silly picture or what my map, my run of my friends used to be doing, you know, the school teacher I went to school with who's like put his map of my run up there. Like, you know, I just run seven miles. And for some reason that, you know, even a snippet like that has taken up like five seconds of my life. So I'd done like over 20 hours of my working week. That's, I mean, maybe that was an absolute extreme. Maybe I left it logged in. I don't do that. I, I swatch it down every time. And I could sort of see how over like, you know, seven days, because, you know, this is not a, a nine to five, five days a week job. This is, you know, seven days a week. I might be scrolling at night, scrolling in the morning, scrolling mid-morning. And I didn't actually need to have it at all. And, you know, there's so many things now, you know, like the page I manage, WhatsApp, text, actually phoning someone, actually knocking at someone's door and being social. Uh, that's the thing I find about social media. I replied to someone on Twitter when I, uh, I have a personal uh, Twitter, at Mr. Barry Lewis, and someone was saying to me, oh, you know, uh, you come off Twitter, um, social, uh, Facebook, you know, what, what's the deal with that? And I said, you know, thing with social media you know your friends closest to you obviously for my virgin kitchen that's great because it's a, it's a brand you can't really maybe access and come around and say hello to me but you know in terms of my friends i'm probably seeing less and less of them because it's just so convenient to organize a you know let's have a chat on, on a group chat or something like that and you know it's, it's making i don't know the, the social aspect of social media is becoming less social if that makes sense i'm finding twitter to be the best platform at all to actually have conversations with people at the moment. So particularly people I used to go to school with, I think that was what I put on Twitter as well. My turning point was when someone actually said, hey, Barry, um, no, it wasn't even hey, Barry. It was just you know, a status update. Can't believe it's raining outside. And I just looked, well, I've just spent like 10 seconds of my life reading this status update from someone that if I saw her in the street, would she even say hello to me? I don't want to unfriend her. I don't want to like, unlike all these pages and all that. It's just much easier for me to just close it down keep a presence so that I can manage my page and just like actually get a little bit of my life back. And since I've done that, I mean, it's been less than a week. My life, I've, I feel like, oh my gosh, like my, my productivity, like the amount of stuff I've got in a day because I'm not finding out about so what someone's done on Map My Run or, uh, you know, what someone else who I, I'll never care their opinion about is uh, thinks of the weather. You know, it's really nice to see what your old school friends are up to. And there's some people around the world that I've met, but they've got my email, they've got my WhatsApp, they've got my Instagram, all that other stuff. So just to let go of one uh, social media platform for me uh, and the amount of friend requests I get as well um, from people I don't even know. Um, and I look and I, I, you know, in the nicest way, you know, there's not much for my life to share. I don't put anything on my wall or anything anyway. So I just thought, right, let's just close this down. Uh, so that's one of the best things I've done recently. So yes, I would like to come around for a cup of tea, Tom, because I've got 22 hours to spare. Mushroom coffee, hot chocolate. I nearly did a uh, slow cooker uh, hot chocolate recipe today. I was mulling it over, but I thought, no, I found this. Uh, someone put a comment on a video about a Christmas taco. So I'm going to try and do that instead. So hopefully that answers your question, Tom. So uh, message me your address and uh, I will uh, I'll pop over. And in fact, about the messaging you, me 
your address thing. There's something I might try and come on to in just a jiffy. I need to fly through these comments a little quicker. Uh, Chris Canonic, is there anything you like to collect or did in the past? Ooh. No, there isn't. Actually, oh, yes, there is. It's a bit weird. And there's a brand, you guys know Reebok? When I was a, <laughs> when I was like in my early teens, like 13 and 14, there was these Reebok jumpers. Um, I think I got my mum to get me pretty much every single colour of Reebok jumper. I don't know why. I'd go to tennis each week. I'd have two different colour bottom trousers, but I ended up with about 15, 16 different shades of... It's like 50 shades of grey. Uh, 15 shades of uh, Reebok jumper. That 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 was pretty much it my my older sister had this uh, fetish of collecting sugar sachets for a while i don't know if she still keeps them uh, but she would go to a cafe services anything like that and obviously most of these places have branded sugar things so she collected sugar sachets um i feel like i need to collect something i am collecting a lot of kitchen gadgets that's that's um that's that's what's happening right now in my house okay elizabeth rossiter favorite childhood meal that your grandparents made for you Ooh, now my grandparents lived in Devon, uh, in Torquay. Uh, my my grandmother sadly passed away, uh, so my granddad has now moved up a little closer to us. But um, I always remember going down to their house. Uh, I actually fell in their pond, bizarrely. I was tiptoeing around the edge. There was a real loose slab, fell right in there. Absolutely gorgeous. That was a heck of a moment. Um, they used to always, I don't know, it always seemed to be whenever we'd go down and visit them that they would only ever make us party food. So it would be like pork pies, sausage rolls, pasties. But they, they had a, they are from De- they lived in Devon, but they have Welsh accents. Uh, and they used to get these treats called fondant fancies. Now, I don't know if you know what these are. They're basically like square icing cakes uh, with a mound of uh, lumped icing on the top. We made a giant one once before, actually. And uh, they would always be like, oh, buddy. Before you go, how about a nice fondant fancy? And that, for some reason, that's all I ever remember about my grandparents. Uh, like whenever I'd go there, that was my uh, food memory for them. Uh, they, they they wouldn't really make them from scratch. They'd just go and buy a packet from the store. Uh, and they just, whenever I think of my grandparents, I just think of uh, fondant fancies. Uh, this one's from Francis Marshallek. I like that name. Uh, will you do more food fear shows? I w- oh, he's actually got another two questions coming, so I'll be quick on this. Yes, I would like to. Um, I'm not running out of food fears because of like the TV show I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here uh, shows. There is lots of things that I could be doing and also lots of normal ones. Like, you know, when I started and I had beetroot, which I now absolutely love, I would like to do that. Um, part of my fear and my concern with what I've what I've done in the past, what I do now and where I'm going is I have so much plate spinning in terms of the content I make that I don't really know if I should home in on one thing um you know that for example if I if I literally started a channel uh that was called Barry does food fears it would blow up because it's just a very targeted audience just like if I started a channel Barry bakes because it would just be Barry's baking but I've always in the past liked spinning the plate keeping people guessing cooking with kids me on my own Mrs. Barry gadgets giant food mini food food fears all that stuff. So I 100% don't want to drop any of these formats. And there's always food fears there. I really like the idea of getting other people on to do food fears. So at the moment, I'm really just seeing where I'm at in terms of the, the structure and in the shows and the things that do well and the things that I want to do in the new year. But overcoming my food fears is, is definitely one of them. Like the bug burgers that I did with Mrs. Barry last year. That was so much fun. Uh, so it's definitely a, a playlist that I intend to keep and um, maybe get a bit more extreme on. 
upon that show, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which is for the UK viewers, you know all about it. They they ate these uh, Mopani worms that I actually had on a taste test from South Africa. And they made them eat them. And I ate them before and they weren't the greatest thing, but these guys were like freaking out. Like it was horrendous. And to be honest, they just taste like chicken. Francis again. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh my gosh. I want to say Niagara Falls, but I think if you lived by Niagara Falls, you'd get so bored, wouldn't you? Um, I like where I live right now. This, I think I'd want to live near the sea because I've all, I've grown up by the sea. Where I live is in the southwest of England. The nearest city is a place called Bristol, uh, about 20 miles north of us. And we just live by the sea. I've, uh, there's something quite nice about... Well, that's the thing I don't like when I go to major cities like, you know, like London. Like You're there in the middle and there's nothing... You know, it's like 360 around you when you're by the beach when you're by the sea you know like say you're walking along the beach and to the right of you is the ocean i quite like that because you know right okay there's nothing there that's that's safe there to the left of me that's where all the craziness happens let's just go somewhere you can just ah, just chill i think that's the inner seaside boy in me so um living by the sea would be good good i really liked cape cod when i went there that was really really beautiful place so uh that would be a really that would probably be up there with uh, one of the places that I'd love to go and live. Um, I've, I've spoke to Mrs. Barry about this and we, we've talked about actually going and moving and living in America just for a few years and just experiencing the life because I'm like, hey, I can take this, you know, these videos anywhere and you know, you can come with me because we're married and, and that happens like that. Like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so that's the kind of people we are. You never know, we might actually end up uh, moving one day, next week, next year, 10 years, I don't know, but Life is too short and I really like to see the world. So definitely want to do much more traveling. I'd love to do it more with Mrs. Barry. It's a little hard with the kids, uh, sadly. But I think Cape Cod uh, would definitely be it. I've not, I've not seen enough of the UK actually to know anywhere else in the UK I'd like to live. Uh, Scotland is supposed to be like incredibly scenic. New Zealand is supposed to be scenic. I know that's not in the UK, but you know I'm just uh, firing out random things. I'd love to see Australia. I've got uh, some relatives out there. Uh, they have a very successful company that makes the sutures, the threads uh, for surgery and stuff. So he's actually my uh, great uncle Barry is out there, which is uh, it sounds like it's a made up character. But I honestly do have a great uncle Barry. Uh, I think he's in Sydney. So I, I would love to love to get out there. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to say uh, Cape Cod because it's beautiful. Uh, Francis again here we go I wish we've got a few people that have asked quite a lot of questions here but that's that's cool you have one food to eat for the rest of your life what would it be um my heart says Nutella but then my stomach and my head says no that would be after like five minutes that'd be horrendous do you know what it'd be tacos I absolutely love tacos I don't know why when (laughs) like I I just could eat I could just literally eat tacos all day and I don't think I don't think I've ever been completely full on tacos like just I could keep going you just run out of tortillas or meat mints or whatever I love the whole social thing of um you know making it yourself as well piling it up just getting a load of bowls of meats and salad and avocados and oh sour cream guacamole oh yeah that that I'm I'm literally drooling right now I've I've got a little glass of coffee right by me i'm just gonna have a sip of this but that would be it you can actually hear me sip if you want here we go ah there we go um okay jimmy taylor who's fired out three questions boom you mentioned previously that you play fifa fifa is a uh, a soccer or football video game i've played it for many years 
I don't get to play it very often anymore. When you have some downtime... Okay, you mentioned previously that you play FIFA when you have some downtime. But as far as I know, you've never mentioned if you are a big football fan or if you are support a certain team. So my question would be, who do you support and do you use them on FIFA? Uh, well, to be honest, I actually prefer rugby a lot, lot, lot more than uh, football. And they just don't make any decent rugby video games. They made one like quite recently where you try and tackle and it's just horrendous. I used to play a lot of the Madden uh, NFL American football games um, because they were just the, the tackling of that was just so much better. In actual honesty, I don't get like any spare time at the moment at all other than to sleep and be a dad um but you know, to break out and play uh fifa was always a good thing and something that i feel is actually important to do uh whether you're watching the telly that's downtime i could be playing fifa or something like that but at the moment i really don't get that time uh i like my uh my local team uh is bristol city um i didn't used to really follow them a few years back i i had a little following for a team called nottingham forest i have no association with nottingham I think I just caught them on the telly when I was in my mid-teens uh, and they were just on the telly for quite a lot. Uh, and then I thought, oh, yeah, I'll follow their results. And then about, I think it was about eight years ago, I was like, I don't really have any association with them. So I was like, oh, I'll just start following uh, when the Bristol teams and um, there's a team called Bristol City. Uh, you know, they, they, they have their ups and downs. And uh, yeah, so I just kind of uh, follow their results. And yes, I do uh, have uh, them as my team of choice when I do get to play on FIFA. I think I last played on it really I went through a stage about th- maybe three years ago where I would try and play on it for a few hours in the evenings and uh, some of my friends like Jimmy James, my friend Jim, another guy called Merv, we would literally play uh, FIFA a lot. Um, but to be honest, I actually like playing football, like real football. Um, actually, Jim, uh, a friend that I used to play football with, I was going to see him the other night. We were going to go out and play Mario Kart bizarrely, but again, I just could not could not physically make it. Um him and I, we used to play football together. He was an amazing striker. I was in midfield and we used to just, yeah. I've got some old video footage and pictures of me playing football, believe it or not. When, uh, it's deceptive. Back then I thought that I, I thought that was a little tubby, but crikey, when I look at those pictures now, I was kind of ripped. It was scary. Uh, and that's another thing, actually, when I was a lifeguard in America, there was this one picture I've got. Whenever I joined gyms, I'm like, yep, I'm going to look like that again. Uh, there's this one picture where you guys would not recognize me. I'm literally like six-pack material. It's scary. And trust me, I would love, 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 love to get back to that. Um, maybe there's a way I can adjust my lifestyle to, you know, do gym videos or something like that. I don't want to be a gym bunny. I don't want to be a meathead. But I was just, I was just like really lean. And I, and uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of miss those days. But hopefully that answered that first question, Jimmy, because I can see now you've got another one. A slightly more serious question. How do I go about getting a signed cookbook? I already own both, but didn't think it would be a good idea just to turn up on your doorstep like a crazed stalker. Um, that has happened a couple of times to me, actually, bizarrely. Someone has, uh, <laughs> I don't know how they, but they actually turned up at my door. Um, didn't necessarily mind it, but I don't really embrace it. But uh, yes, uh, message me via the website, myvirginkitchen.com, and I will uh, send, I've got, I've got is a batch of stickers that I basically sign, personalize them, and you stick them in the front. That's what we found is to be the most sensible way because people go, oh, I've sent you a book. And I'll be like, no, you haven't. And they go, yes, you have. I was like, oh, okay, uh, sorry about that i haven't received it but i'll get you another one sent to you and it just got messy um so it's better that i just send out some stickers um i've always also done some really crazy things recently people have messaged me going hey barry it's my uh partner's birthday and all this blah 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 i'm like yeah can you do me a, um can you just like send me a voice message and it's just easier for me to just pick up my phone and literally just say hey happy birthday blah blah, blah. and it makes people's day so you know every now and then i do crazy stuff like that because i'm nice um it's just really bizarre having uh, a presence on facebook instagram snapchat all that stuff 
there's just so so many ways that you can be contacted like the facebook messaging uh system is just so weird um I, I've, I've kind of lost track of those messages and comments on YouTube. I try my best to reply to them way more than a lot of YouTubers do, but it can really, really, really get out of hand. So, um, yeah, you just got to do what you can. Um, but I'm happy to sign a book. Just message me on a website. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy's actually put, not sure how many questions we are allowed to ask, but what would be your ultimate comfort food? Oh... Do you know what? One of my favorite comfort foods, I don't know if this is actually ultimate comfort food because I, I started to get a bit creative there and mashing loads of things together, but there is nothing better than me. Uh, there's nothing better than me. There's nothing better for me than uh, sitting on a nice cold day like it's, it snowed the other day. It's really cold here at the moment, but there's something nice about the food association that goes when the weather's like that and it's cold and all that stuff. There is nothing better than having a nice casserole and I absolutely love a sausage casserole I oh sausages and onions and sometimes some beans in there as well a little bit of cumin for some heat every now and then if you're feeling cheeky but just a real nice warming casserole like slow cooks so the sausages are tender I am really drooling right now but hopefully Jamie that asks that answers that answers your question uh questions uh oh I like your surname Jonathan Ramseywack Wow, that's like whacking Gordon Ramsay. I bet you've had that many, many times. Uh, if you had to live somewhere else in the world for the rest of your life, where would it be? Oh, I feel like I've already answered that. I couldn't live in London, Jonathan. All right. Uh, I just couldn't, just to let you know. Um, it's There's something about that, just so I can give you a little bit of a twist on the question, because I've already kind of answered that. Um, where else would I like to live? Vegas, though. Vegas, when I went there first years ago, it was like this place was so cheap to live. And like in the last 10, 15 years, it's blown up insanely. Like the properties there are so expensive. It's such a desirable place to be. Um, that would be quite a cool place to live just for the for the sheer fun of it. When I went to VidCon out in LA, um, I used the website called Skyscanner. If you don't use that, it's a really, really good uh, place to find some cheap flights. You can literally go, right, I want to leave the UK. I don't care where. And it gives you places like you can get a flight to Milan, for example, for seven quid from Bristol, which is absolutely bonkers. Um, so I, when I went out to L.A. for VidCon, uh, I got a flight, absolute bargain flight. And the difference between leaving on the Friday and the I think it was the Tuesday was a difference of about 200 pounds one way. So I was like, OK, I'm going to stay out here a little longer. So after VidCon was done, it was like in deepest, darkest uh, L.A. You know, it's about an hour and a half outside of California. Uh, like sort of uh, Los Angeles, I think. So we, yeah, Los Angeles, California's a state, right? So um, I decided, right, I'm going to go into Maine, LA, do all the, you know, all the touristy stuff. So I, I hit the uh, Walk of Fame, did the touristy bus and did the Venice Beach. Again, we did that with Mrs. Barry as well. But on my own, it was a little different. One thing that absolutely astonished me about that was the actual, uh, the contrast there was a lot of homelessness in Los Angeles and San Francisco to a degree um, where even on that Walk of Fame sort of road, you know, where they do all the big movie premieres, had it all roped off. There was something like, I think it was Tarzan movie premiere was going on one side of the road and literally the other side of the road where the stars are as well, there were homeless people in sleeping bags all lined up and there was a guy who was having a fit on the sidewalk literally in front of me and the medics were trying to keep him alive all literally across the road where there's that complete contrast of A-list a-list celebrities. Let me just Google up now. Was it Tarzan? Sorry, I've just got to find out for my own sanity. Tarzan cast. 
Uh, yeah, with Samuel L. Jackson. That was it, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson and Christoph Waltz, who was in one of the James Bond films. That's right. They were across the other side of the road while this other guy, and I was like the other side, that I was watching this guy like try pretty much be brought back to life. It was the most bizarre contrast ever. Um, I've completely lost track of why I'm answering that question like that. Um, yeah, well, my favorite place to live. Uh, so yeah, when I went to LA, uh, I had a couple of days spare and I went to this, uh, I stayed in a hotel. I was like, oh my gosh, there's this like Beverly Hills hotel that, um, it's like normally like $400 a night, but, um, it's actually 50. It was on an offer because they, they, they want to basically get people in the rooms. Otherwise, you know, they're going to be empty. So they might as well make $50. So I stayed in there and I can't tell you one story particularly too much, but I did end up hanging out with an A-lister. There is a much, much bigger story to tell you on that front. Uh, I won't go any deeper than that. But um, yeah, we, we did the uh, coach tour thing. And actually, as it pulled out of the junction from Beverly Hills, I was like, that's my hotel. That's where I'm staying. It was like crazy. So in the nighttime, I went wandering around Beverly Hills and that is kind of like a dream. I was like, oh, man, these houses are amazing. And it was such a cool setting. The park, like these kids playing in the park with their parents. I'm sure they're all like big producers and directors. But I was like, this is cool. Um, I think from the tour, I remember walking. I think it was Justin Bieber's house. I walked all up to this one point and he was his house was up on the hill and it was all made. Of gla- it was all glass. It was all transparent. It was absolutely gorgeous so maybe as like a as a milestone that would be quite a cool thing but i've never really been about statuses and things like that so yeah i think the cape cod thing just because of the beach thing that i like that's probably where i'd like to live in the world uh claws sphinding um what's your favorite recipe video you have done on my virgin kitchen well part of me wants to say the jagerbomb trifle because that was just absolutely hilarious where i got really really drunk I think I talked about that on the last podcast as well. I got really, really drunk. That was going to be for Jamie Oliver's FoodTube channel. And uh, <laughs> surprisingly, they didn't want it. They didn't want to be associated with that. And they were like, Barry, just let yourself down, let your hair down, have some fun. That's really what the sort of content we want to see. So, you know, I ended up getting very drunk. But that's one of my uh, favorite, just for a comedy effect and the whole thing that happened afterwards. Um, my, fa- my favorite video, though, is actually, I think, one of the first ones I did with Phoebe, you know, who's now going to turn 10 next year. And, uh, like, this is her, like, as innocent as he can. She's, like, I think she's, like, two. And uh, it was kind of, like, that was when I really realized that my Virgin Kitchen was really becoming a passion. It was, it was you know, when I was starting to sacrifice doing football and tennis and things like that. And I was, like, no, Becky, you go to play hockey. Mrs. Barry's a very good hockey player. She got me into hockey as well a little bit. We both won player of the season one year. It's crazy. And then the last year, next year, we both quit because we were like, nah, kids. Um, but I was making Rice Krispie Cakes with uh, with Phoebe. And I did another one with Chloe as well. Um, but it was just, I think that one for me was just like a video that is just really, I mean, I love looking back at all these videos. And they're, they're memories for me now, which is, which is great. And it really just kind of brought us together. It was the first video where I think having two daughters as well, like, you know, they are naturally more inclined to want to hang around with their mum, you know, doing their hair and stuff like that and you try and have a bond with them uh, but they're talking about girly things right and so there's a certain degree that you can only sort of you know you, you can be the daddy that they climb on and all that but it was actually something that the cooking really brought us together so i i really um really enjoyed that so that's it's just a simple recipe uh like that um sushi was another video i enjoyed doing because i'd never made homemade sushi before that was really nice there's just been so many for different reasons I've enjoyed doing the gadget videos just because I just don't know if they're ever going to work. And I, you know, they're fun. The giant videos, I don't mind so much. I just, you know, it's, I, sometimes I feel like I need a purpose for doing them. I don't, I don't want the, the whole food wastage thing. And it, not that we ever waste them. I probably need to just film where they go once they're made. Um, that's something I might plan to do uh, next year. Calvin Simmons. 
have you met any of your idols or influences? Yes, I have. I have met Mr. Jamie Oliver, haven't I? Um, so you could say that Jamie Oliver inspired the first video, Poaching an Egg, on My Virgin Kitchen, which again is probably a favourite video. Uh, so if it wasn't for him like doing that, as I flicked over a channel Christmas Day, saw him dump an egg into a pan, if it wasn't for him doing that, then uh, I don't know. My Virgin Kitchen wouldn't have been born. Whether I've done video, whether I've done vlog, I don't know. Uh, or blog, sorry. Um, but yeah, if it, it was, so it was really surreal to... I remember the first time I got a tweet back from him. I was like, it's almost like what people do now when I tweet them. I'm like, oh my God, thank you, Barry, so much. I'm like, what? This is weird. Um, and and it hit Jamie Oliver's like miles and miles and leap years ahead of me. He's achieved so, so much more. And, you know, for him to tweet me and go, oh, keep it up, man. There's something cool about what you're doing. And then a chance to actually meet him and, you know, just be around. You know, I went to this thing called the the food festival he does called the Big Festival. Well, me and him just hanging around backstage and he was just like talking. He's just such a nice guy. Um, you know, you get all these people say to him, oh, what are these people like? And I haven't met that many, but I can honestly say the time that I've spent with him, not that much, but he's generally one of the nicest guys of that level that I've ever met. You know, you, you know that he's got something about him, like that aura when you're around him. Uh, you know, you meet when some people, sometimes you meet people like that and you're just like, oh my gosh, there's something about this person. You know, they just emit like positive vibes. He was just genuinely a really nice just kind bloke so yeah that's definitely one of my idols i'd love to meet quentin tarantino to completely go off on a tangent because i absolutely love his movies in fact if there was a table that i could sit around with it'd probably be quentin tarantino jamie oliver and probably my nan because <laughs> my nan passed away and she was like yeah she was like my best friend so i think she would just make him laugh as well uh david matthew king philip or Schofield? Uh, if you don't know, uh, Philip Schofield is a presenter of a TV show uh, called This Morning, which I was bizarrely on a few years ago. Philip or Sco- Schofield, uh, that's his surname. So uh, Philip, I guess, that's his first name. But I was actually on This Morning. I did a cooking segment on there. Uh, when was that? It was like three years ago. But Philip uh, Schofield and Holly Willoughby are the two main co uh, main hosts. And the time that I went on, it was actually um, during the summer holidays when they actually, they're off for the summer holidays with their kids. So I had some stand-in uh, presenters. Well, not the stand-ins. They're still uh, uh, very well-known. Uh, Eamon Holmes and a lady called Ruth, his wife. So I cooked with them. And the really thing was that, you know, people often say to me about TV and stuff. And I sort of left my house um, Sunday morning. They, they first-class train all the way to London. You know, real nice car. Take to me a five-star hotel Sunday night. And I go Monday morning and they said to me, look, you've got to be in this green room at 6 a.m. even though you're not due to be on till midday. Right. Okay. That's cool. And then also uh, there's a chance that um, you might not actually get to go on. Oh, right. How does that work? Oh, just in case any, uh, if we overrun. So I'm like, okay, that's that's great. Thanks very much. But we did go on uh, and I would love to have done it with Philip and Holly because they're just like their banter and the way that we... I would have sort of bounced off them. I couldn't think it could have just been so much fun. So, um, but I had a good time with Eamon and Ruth and um, I didn't get, you know, it's not about money or anything like that. But I, when I look back and I think about like how much I get out of, I don't know, the, the nice thing about being able to do a video in your hometown that can reach the world or go and do a TV show in the UK that, you know, reaches a certain amount of people. And for all the hassle of, you know, being away from the family and just sitting around waiting in a green, green room, I've got an amazing story about uh, a couple of celebrities in the UK <laughs> in that green room. I can't, I can't share it right now. I need to find out if I actually legally can say, <laughs> but it is absolute gold for someone that's quite well known. Uh, Tez Super. If you had a chance to be on a show, would it be MasterChef USA with Gordon Ramsay 
or duo with Jamie Oliver and Ramsey cooking in their home? Well, I haven't actually seen MasterChef USA. <laughs> I've only just seen the Bake Off this year, caught a couple of episodes. So I don't know if the MasterChef thing is Americanized. Um, I've got, I'm going to be honest, I've had a couple of um, chats with USA TV, and I still am, about possibly doing a show um, for America. Uh, you know, out there, have my own show. It's 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 not easy to sort of think, come up with something that I'm happy with and they're happy with because basically they want the whole shock horror <gasps> Americanization thing. And, I, and Americans, if you're listening, I, I mean this in the nicest way. I mean, you probably think of like, you know, oh, you can do your British show where you drink your cup of tea. I just mean that if you probably compare uh, even movies, um, there's a guy who does the slow-mo guys, um, one of the guys on there, he, I follow him on Twitter and he put the other day how the Ace Ventura films um, the American version is a much different to the UK one because of censorship, because of the audience, because of the way things are hosted. So MasterChef USA with Gordon Ramsay, I've not seen that. I don't know um, how that is, if it's a little bit more hammed up, but or, or a duo with Jamie Oliver and Gordon Ramsay cooking in their home. I would love to do that. That would be insane. And that brings me on to something that I wanted to talk about um, basically for the year ahead. So that's that's my questions. I actually got quite a few in there. And how long have we been? Oh, my gosh. We've been going for 50 minutes. This is good. And if you're interested, if you're listening to this, pretty much the point I put it up, it's now half past three on Monday. So uh, the, uh, the minute I press stop, I'm going to upload this uh, to SoundCloud. Let me just, uh, I'm just trying to find out what the actual date is. Uh, I've got my phone here. Hang on a sec. Let's have a look. I'm surprised my phone hasn't rung, actually. Monday, the 11th of December. And uh, just unofficially, I'm just going to take, take it off on another tangent. It doesn't feel like Christmas to me. I've done Christmas things. We put Christmas decorations up. It never feels like Christmas to me until it's like Christmas Eve. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Barry and I get ourselves like some small presents, but we just tend to absolutely spoil the kids these days. Uh, so from my Tarzan cast tab that I've got open, not seen that film. Did see the premiere. Saw Samuel L. Jackson and his flat cap and all that. Uh, from that, I'm going to switch over. Do, 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 do. Uh, oh, just got my email from Tez, who's commented. Uh, where is it? I've got a couple of... I've got a dilemma for next year, folks. Oh, that's the wrong email. <laughs> I email myself because um, I'm doing this video. I'm doing this Christmas taco. And it's actually a guy called Jamie Maddingham and also Craig Walger, who is uh, supporting it. I wanted to do a Christmas taco. Someone commented on a video. I'm like, I am doing this. Uh, and Jamie Maddingham uh, has suggested turkey with small cubed roast potatoes, sage and onion stuffing, couple of pigs in blankets topped with gravy keep it simple and i'm doing that tomorrow except i'm gonna put a little bit of uh cranberry sauce in there and then craig craig woolgar has replied i love that surname woolgar craig woolgar has replied and said exactly this full stop and i knew he was serious when you put a full stop on the end you know you're serious so um here's um three ideas so basically guys we're gonna wind this down now we're on the last little bit although we did this on the last podcast. We talked about a vegan road trip, then it ended up getting pretty deep. Um, I'm pretty... Where am I right now? I'm pretty in a, in a position right now where I'm very excited. I'm very settled in my in my head, in my mind about what I want to do. And that is, you know, I didn't want to scare anyone from what I said on the last podcast. But I think I've touched on it a few times with some of the questions that have come in there and a few ideas that I've got. Um, I, you know... If I'm honest, the reason why I wanted to have the barn here, and I'm sat here now, and I'm thinking, this is an amazing space. This is how cool is it to take something from being a fear of cooking 
poaching an egg to suddenly having my own studio that I can use 24-7. I can literally sit here right now and talk about it and like be like, yep, this is my space. How cool is that? And thank you to everyone uh, that supports me. Um, but there's a couple of different routes I can go. So let's go back to like the main reason I wanted to get the barn. I don't think I've really publicized this enough. Um, the reason I really wanted to get the barn was because I think as a, as a YouTuber and a creator that I realized that my time on the platform, unofficially I said to Mrs. Barry, okay, I was like, I don't want to be a 50-year-old YouTuber. I don't want to be a 40-year-old YouTuber, really. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But I, I need to look at longevity and like if I am actually going to fully commit to this being right, okay, that was my life. Because I'm a big believer, like I said before, if you're not enjoying something, then you get out. Uh, don't get me wrong. I am definitely, I'm 100% enjoying what I do. I absolutely love it. But I need to look at like the longer term thing of being like, okay, so how can I create the legacy, the next movement of this story? And the idea of coming to the barn was to basically, uh, you know, take things up a notch and start to create separate channels. So I looked at My Virgin Kitchen as possibly being like, you know, like a channel like BBC or NBC or something like that. And that, you know, the, the Barry Lewis element of that over time would be one element of that. So, you know, Monday, you get your Barry fix. Wednesday, you get your, uh, well, if I'm being honest, I had a lady lined up that does loads of amazing baking. I've got my friends, Les, Mr. and Mrs. Lettuce, who um, they listen to the podcast. So I'd like to personally thank them because I know they're listening right now um, they are both passionate vegetarians and that's nice because when you've got a passion about something like that if I try and cook a vegetarian recipe it's not going to be the coolest thing so I wanted to take my learnings from the kids kitchen as well I wanted to take my learnings and then start to create a schedule so kind of like a tv planner how you know right okay every Monday I'm going to get my Barry fix every Wednesday I'm going to get my veggie fix I'm going to get my kids kitchen fix blah 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 and I don't think um, in the nicest way I probably didn't communicate that the best um, but also just off the basis of just changing Barry into like, here's Barry at the barn being filmed by another person, people maybe didn't really take that really into, you know, the best way. And now looking back, I look at it and I go, okay, you guys are right. So, you know, from me perspective, filming at my house, filming at the barn, it's got to be Barry style. And that's a hundred percent what I want to do uh, for next year. Like just having fun, but that greater vision of, I guess, kind of turning it more into a production company, that is still still a vision, guys. Um, so that is one of three things that I'm mulling over at the moment. So, you know, using the My Virgin Kitchen reach, my name, I'm being frank about this, you know, <laughs> like, you know, it's a huge, huge risk taking on the barn, uh, you know, what I've, what I've done. Uh, and, you know, and actually just using it as a, as a platform to help other people create their own brand and obviously manage them and help them and you know over time you know things like the kids kitchen or the baking hopefully that does well enough that I can support them and you know all of a sudden I've got you know lots of people helping me and we've created this really cool thing for me that was the next chapter in the story along with things like live cook-alongs uh, integrating people like that you know so it could be me appearing with a baking lady the veggie person all that stuff and then podcasts and all that stuff so it's still very much the dream and it, you know it might be that I'll get robbed back. It might be that I'll get someone else to help me film these other people here in the barn. And, you know, from the My Virgin Kitchen perspective, I'll just go back to my house and keep that ticking over and then sort of pushing these other people towards your way. But I really wanted to put them all on the My Virgin Kitchen channel. Uh, I really wanted to call it MVK because it's shorter. Um, I get a lot of stick about the virgin word, which is so pointless, so silly. It's just really, I was a virgin in the kitchen, that's it. 
but you know there's certain people that just keep <laughs> raising that point all the time so i'd rather it was just called mvk so that is uh that's option one in my head right now the mini production company thing dream that's that's option one helping with others with the barn and all that um my second one uh is the family feel okay uh, so this one it would be, uh, this is my other vision for next year. This is kind of like doing a mix of content from myself. Uh, this would involve bringing Mrs. Barry back on board. I've spoke to her. She's not desperate to come and join me again. She she loves her new job, but she wants to support me. Uh, and she actually enjoys doing this too. So she has said that she would consider coming back. So that would be a co- mix of content from myself, Mrs. Barry and the kids. So basically pushing the ang- family angle a lot more. So, you know, with Mrs. Barry and I, we'd probably make it a, a in-house decision to do like a giant food every week together. I'd do a gadget of the week. There'd be a kid's kitchen still. Uh, the Becky Bakes thing would be one thing, which was really popular. But we, she really wants to get into like more generic DIY stuff. So I've teased this before about maybe doing a homemade barbecue brick oven. But then she wants to do things like there's some things on Pinterest that she gets tagged in by guys sometimes. And we really didn't want to start another website or YouTube channel for that. So our idea was to, again, shrink it down to MVK. We did a live cook along yesterday, which was amazing. So we could do one of those every week. Uh, regular po- podcast co-host of being Mrs. Barry. Uh, and that would kind of like push more of the family vibe. And I could still do the kids' kitchen and that would all be at my house, which... I don't know. It might mean that I still use the barn as an office or, you know, we just let it all go and it's back to being good old in the house. Uh, but in terms of the longevity of that, I don't really know. And, you know, to be honest, guys, I'm just talking aloud right here. If you do have an opinion on this and you're listening to it, a lot of really kind people from all walks of life have reached out every email in the last week since the last podcast saying, oh, you don't sound like yourself or "Oh, it's really inspiring. Uh, just, you know, a real mix of messages, mainly about the inspiring one. But others were like, you don't sound yourself. It's not that I don't sound myself. It's just that I know that I've got so much opportunity at the moment um, and I'm, I'm just really grateful for where I am and I want to create a legacy and also I want to enjoy it. If you're not enjoying something, don't do it. So all of these options I've come up with are things that I really want to do. And the final one, so we've got the mini production company route thing. We've got the family influencing sort of thing where, you know, Mrs. Barry and I, we kind of go, hey, here we are. And the kids are there as well doing their kids kitchen from our house. Or the other one is that I just take it straight back. It's a good old Barry. Standalone Barry, uh, which might be good for more of your wacky stuff that you're used to. Um, you know, with all of these things, I need to think about longevity. I'm just talking aloud right now. We're kind of having an internal business meeting on <laughs> with your ears, okay? Um, so it's basically just making the most of doing content on my own. I've got a really cool idea that I want to do in the new year. I've got um, a girl called Emma Blackery. You guys probably know of her. Dan Cube, Stuart Ashen, Eli uh, from uh, um, Barshans and the Cheap Show podcast. Uh, go and do noodles with him. I Basically, whether you're a YouTuber, whether you're just one of the, my followers, Patreons, uh, subscribers, whether you're actually a chef, maybe I could get in touch with Jamie Oliver. I want to go to someone's house, 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 proper rough, like literally turn up with my camera and go, hey, uh, here I am, and I'm going to do a recipe with so-and-so. Um, and I just want to do that, kind of like an on-the-road segment, but I don't want it to just be, okay, in England, in Southwest, in Norwich, where where Stuart is, which is a very, very, very long drive, a very horrible long drive, uh, which, thank goodness, is why we do Barshans in London. Um, but I really like the idea of just getting out and about internationally, like literally going to, if I'm going to go to America, I'll find some YouTubers, but also find some of you guys, and I'll just like bank up as many videos as I can, edit the videos on the road, and just have a right old giggle. 
Um, so that sort of standalone thing with me on my own, that would involve a lot of travel. Um, but if I'm on my own, it would mean that I could probably do that. So obviously, along with uh, you know bringing Mrs. Barry on board, um, she has sort of not a massive skill set when it comes to editing. So I would still have to be around to do that, and you know do the live streams with her, and you know more of the family vibe. So the on the road thing really does appeal to me. And then again, with that, I could do lots of giant food stuff on my own. Uh, now that's the thing with Jimmy James; he works so hard now. He's got a, a new job where his shifts are so crazy for him. I feel so bad for him. He like sometimes works till like like really late at night and he sounds really tired and then in the mornings he's in really early so you know i have to do these sort of things on my own now if i want to make him a regular thing and uh you know that's what i've said to him the videos we've done in the past and whenever he can make it you know that's great it's great memories but to be able to make this thing a consistent thing i need to churn them out consistently so i've got like about 60 requests for giant food literally whether it's me or the option with mrs barry doing it like i literally want to do one nearly every week next year um everything all these requests just get them out of the way loads of gadget stuff i probably couldn't do as much live but podcasts like this this setup i've got right now it's literally this recorder is the size of a phone so i could just take a few mics if i'm doing a little on the road thing like you know with Stuart in his kitchen or dan or if i'm out in america or somewhere i could take my podcast setup and do that and just upload it in a hotel somewhere so that ladies and gents is my three options (laughs) in my head uh right now and to be honest I actually like all three of them. And there might be, actually, no, I don't. I don't think there is a way that I can merge them all together. But, you know, that was why my my bigger vision with the barn kitchen is the, I guess, just creating a bit of a legacy and, you know, being able to create more content for the website, uh, you know, getting uh, like a special camera bloke in like Rob to film it and make it look good and then make it efficient. But the thing with Rob and I, we could never really get it quite efficient. It was actually taking us, you know, a day and a half to make what I would normally make in half a day just because it was that rustic style in my house. And, you know, I know that people can relate to that, the whole stuff in my house. So I need to, you know, take a step back about that. So those are my three options that I'm thinking right now for 2018. So it's me on my own, kind of crazy stuff when I go, you know, Barry on the road, traveling a fair bit. I'm talking big travel, baby. I'm talking Australia, New Zealand, America. You know, uh, French guy cooking is a, is a guy on YouTube that I follow. I, I go to Paris and do a video with him. Just some real serious fun. So that's got. There's a key message at all of this that I said about on the last podcast. Do it has to be fun, and I've been like, I don't want to say you know, I've been having sleepless nights. I'm not worried. I just know when I need to have fun and what I need to do. And I've I've broken it down into three these three things because each of them has their own benefits, and all of them though have that critical thing of being fun. Uh, you know, there's there's a dream, there's a goal at the end of all of them, uh, or there's a memory, or there's there's something that just will make me go, I'll get some satisfaction from it. So, you know, the road trip thing, doing lots of gadget videos, doing lots of giant food on my own, um, podcasts on the road, it could be insane. I don't know where I could end up. I would push it really, really hard. We would have a lot of fun. I've got three people already wanting to do that. Uh, so, yes, that that is one of them. The family one, getting Mrs. Barry back on board. I can honestly say, if I look at my most favorite videos I've ever done, they were the ones with Mrs. Barry. They just, you know, when we had the building work done last year, I said that. I keep saying that. I said that on the last podcast. Uh, Hopefully you can go listen to that after this. Um, It it was just, we had uh, the builders in for about nine months and we didn't really have a fair crack at the whip with that. And Mrs. Barry got her this dream job, but it's not full time. She's on a contract, so she could 
be tempted back and she said she would she would help me out and honestly we could do a live cook along every single week uh we would do a giant food every single week i would do a gadget of the week we'd do a kid's kitchen she'd do a becky bakes we'd do a project i'd be at home it'd be a very very family vibey thing we'd have a co-host with mrs barry on the podcast one of my most favorite podcasts that we've done was one it was mrs barry and i just talking about the my virgin kitchen story i think if you just search that on the whatever you listen on soundcloud and all that uh so i can definitely definitely see the appeal there um it just means there'll probably be a lot less travel involved because if i said to mrs barry come on we're going to go to new zealand that ain't going to happen we've got kids uh <laughs> we have to be realistic about this so uh unless i could train her up and get her to the point where she can film and edit herself which she's not really that comfortable at but you can obviously see that's two very very different directions to go but two very very exciting ones and obviously, yeah, going back to that third final one, the mini production company styley, uh, yeah, basically keep it, keeping my Virgin Kitchen ticking over at home or here in the barn, probably a mix of both. It's effectively a production studio I've got here with the green screen and, you know, the, the podcast area. Uh, and then, you know, that part of that could work with either the family style or me on my own. Uh, it could be a nice base for either of them. Um, we'd probably, for the family one, you probably want us to be at home more because it's more relatable. Um, but for me to have an actual base, you know, doing this still on my own, that's cool. But that's just that thing where I end up getting another camera person in and then I'm just like, hey guys, so Kids Kitchen is a new channel or it's going to be every Tuesday there's going to be a brand new Kids Kitchen. Every Thursday there's going to be Mr. and Mrs. Lettuce doing their veggie stuff. There's going to be this baking lady who's a wizard who keeps asking me over and over and over, when can we do a video together? It took me ages to find one. I've got her and I'm just like... She is so good. She needs to be on YouTube and I want to help these people. I want to use my knowledge, my experience, my platform, my audience. I want you guys to meet these people that I've met. So that's my dilemma at the moment, folks. Um, And I really value um, you guys as podcast listeners um, so, so much, uh, your input. In fact, all my audience on YouTube, they've got this new community tab now. I've used that like six times in the last few days asking general questions and polls. I love the personal feel on Patreon where I just know you guys just really buy into the brand, just that, you know, just that little bit. If you're committing, you know, if it's a dollar a month just to support me uh, with the monetization on YouTube as well at the moment, we can make a huge thing to go, yeah, we're doing this. And then all of a sudden my earnings, you know, might drop to zero each month and be like, yeah, get my mon- my videos demonetized. So uh, yeah, I won't be making too many spotted dick recipes. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, so I ha- wow, we have got... One hour and six minutes, it's just about to hit, uh, of podcast in the bag. A nice Q&A for Patreon. If I do time this just right, I'm going to have enough time to edit it and get home in time to see the kids and walk the dogs, which is awesome. And then also get my Christmas taco recipe ready for tomorrow. So I think I'll call it a day. Um, I would really, really, if you could do something for me, folks, I would really appreciate it if you had any opinion on those three uh, directions uh, that I've suggested there, standalone family or mini production thing. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Like, Just type out an email. Type out War and Peace. Just type out one liner. Um, ideally, on the myvirginkitchen.com website, go to the contact form. Give me some feedback there. I absolutely love to hear from you guys. Uh, and I take on board everything. You know, the one thing I try need to not to take on board so much now is a, a single YouTube comment. You know, when you get 20,000 views and there's one comment that makes you go, oh yeah, they're right. I shouldn't do that. Um, but you, you do need to just take into account what people want as well. So it's all about finding a balance for next year. I'm really excited. I'm really, I don't know. I'm just buzzing to get going, but I'll only know. In fact, this time next week, I might know. And then we'll get our head down, have some serious fun next year. And yeah, 
It's just a crazy journey. That's one question I, I was surprised I, I, I didn't get asked is like, you know, what, how do I feel about everything that, you know, kind of achieved so far? And the thing that I always, always say, I've been saying it for years, Yes, it just feels like yesterday was the day that I picked up the camera and started poaching an egg with a camcorder. Uh, that is literally it. That's all I do. I have a laugh. And if you're not enjoying something, like I said, you you do something about it. And it's not that I'm not enjoying what I do right now. You just need to freshen things up sometimes or just kind of give yourself a direction. I guess what I'm looking for is like, okay, Barry, you're having fun. You're doing, you know, you're doing your podcast, you're doing your videos, you know, you're doing live streams. Uh, and, you know, and to be fair, I'm, I'm earning a nice sum each month. I'm not rich. I'm not poor. I'm earning probably about the same as I used to earn in my old job. Um, but you just got to wonder, you know, is that going to last forever? Do you want to do this forever? And if I'm going to commit to doing that, I need to have a, a bigger goal and ensure that what I'm doing is is what I want to do as much as what you guys want to see. So thank you so, so much for listening uh, to the podcast. Uh, I'll probably do another Q&A uh, on Patreon uh, followers, maybe and then a month's time, something like that. I'm going to be doing a lot more active stuff on there very soon. In fact, um, one part of the podcast, I'm going to be doing uh, like a grilled section on here where I'm going to do like 10 questions from you guys. I might pre-record them on Skype and then just put it into the podcast just for time differences and stuff. So if I tried ringing someone now that was in Australia, they might be asleep or something, but we'll work it out. But thank you so, so much for listening, guys. It means the world, your support, wherever you are in the world. Let me know your thoughts and I'll see you next time.